0: Hey what's up listeners, I'm uh, here in Seattle, Washington filming episode 4 for you guys. I'm here with Aisha, CEO of No Limit Media. Um, I'll go ahead and let you give a brief introduction of what you do and the we'll world from there.
1: Hey guys, my name is Aisha. Um, like he said, I am the CEO of No Limit Media and it is a social media marketing agency. Basically, I'm just a digital marketer um, that specializes in social media.
0: Alright, cool. Okay, thanks for that introduction. Go ahead and get started. Um, Can you give the listeners like a background of how you get into the industry?
1: I guess um, digital marketing isn't taught in business school. Like I went to college for business and marketing and sales, but digital marketing is kind of like the new age type of marketing because, you know, social media is getting really big these days and it's more than just a platform for entertainment now. It's definitely... A marketing tool and so that's something that's not taught in school and you know i just combined a lot of the things that i loved and i found this industry which was digital marketing um by combining you know i love psychology i love marketing i love business and i love social media and as somebody who understands all these aspects i found there was a, a skill which was you know like instagram ads facebook ads social media ads where you can actually you know start a profitable business um, and not only for other business owners but for yourself as well so that's a skill that i learned um i really dove deep and educated myself got um, a ton of education invested in myself got mentors um, that are really successful in this industry and just built built it from the ground up knowing that this is a combination of like all the things that i love so and all of the things that i understand so um, that's how it started yeah
0: okay um, was it really tough for you starting off or like getting things rolling because it's kind of like you structure and everything mm-hmm.
1: it was a little bit at first just understanding all of like the kpis like the K- the key performance indicators like what is cost per click what is you know a good ad copy what is you know w- like learning that you only have like eight seconds to grab somebody's attention online because Mm -hmm. you know these are all new statistics and having to learn all of these new uh, metrics and statistics and you know actually how to use the platform itself like the the advertising part of the platform Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. learning how to do that but it definitely helped when i invested in myself and you know got courses like you know how you can invest in yourself go to college get a degree and and, you know educate yourself in certain um topic yeah. it's kind of the same thing with me i had to invest in d- courses where people that were really successful in this industry were kind of just teaching like the in and outs and mm-hmm. how you can you know run ads and how you can, how you can be a digital marketer and things like that and so okay. and then getting a mentor also helped too so okay. yeah can you give a
0: breakdown of basically what you do on a day-to-day basis with your business and kind of
1: yeah. So there's two aspects. There's the service part and there's consulting. So um, on the service side, we basically provide business owners and entrepreneurs that are trying to scale their businesses using, you know, digital marketing. So we help our clients with um, sales funnel building, marketing, strat- a ton of marketing, different marketing strategies. We'll try different approaches to what's appropriate to that business. Um I have a team, so I'm more now than it was in the beginning. In the beginning, it was just kind of me by myself, but now it's kind of like managing my team, making sure that they're getting everything done um, to make all the puzzle pieces fit. But it's basically, you know, outreach to potential leads and then also communicating with my current clients and making sure that people that are working with me were all on the same page with everything like that. And then... know just keeping up to date with what's going on on social media because algorithms change all the time so being ahead of the game is kind of what keeps me um, good at my job because I know if there's an algorithm change I know how to um, do different strategies and things like that for my clients and things like that and then the consulting part is you know for people that can't afford to hire a social media marketer or a digital marketing company they can just um, or somebody an entrepreneur or something like that who already has like let's say like they have an e-commerce business or they have a business that they're running ads with they can kind of get our help with um advice or you know seeing how things are going and then we'll just take a look at what they're doing do an audit mm-hmm. and then just consult them on what they can do better
0: okay yeah oh awesome that's what's going so you guys do a lot little... yeah that's awesome. Do you see any uh, shifts happening um, to any other apps? Or do you think right for right now it's just concrete Instagram and Facebook? Because I, I, I've seen a lot of TikTok is um, blowing up a little bit. Oh, and, yeah. You know, Snapchat is there. Uh, LinkedIn is mm-hmm. another platform I know a lot of people release content on. Do you see any other platforms uh, potentially in the upcoming future being...
1: Yeah, so Gary V talks a lot about TikTok. He yeah. he he emphasizes TikTok blowing up, and I can see. I actually see that, but I haven't figured out how I can get in there yet. I haven't figured out how I can get in that space and explode too. I but I do see I do see other platforms and actually even other apps mm. being a good advertising platform, depending yeah. on who you are. Who you are. Okay. Because if you have if you have a company that's you know, target audience is kind of like I don't know, eight to thirteen years old, like preteens or teenagers, yeah. I would say advertise on TikTok or yeah. you know, event- eventually when that happens mm-hmm. or advertise on Snapchat. There's a definitely younger audience on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a company or a business or a product that caters to an older audience, definitely use Facebook.
0: Yeah.
1: And then if you have a product that is kind of like you know middle like millennials or even younger people mm-hmm. instagram is definitely key platform the key platform right now but i definitely see like other apps coming up and allowing their um you know allowing for marketing space because um, you know other big apps like Dana Chanel has this app uh, Sprinkle of Jesus, okay. and it's really big. She has like eight million users, and oh, wow. I'm pretty sure you can buy ads to market on her app because now you have exposure to eight million Christians. Yeah. So if you have a a, a Christian based business, yeah. you can definitely use that app to or platform to advertise your business. So, really depending on what you're trying to market. Mm. You can kind of gauge the different platforms on and where to advertise, but I definitely see TikTok and Snapchat coming up.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, I know primarily like most businesses they look for those type of age shifts, like you were breaking down on Facebook. It's like older generation, like parents, like my parents are on Facebook <laughs> and everything. Like, I don't get on Facebook too often. Uh, yesterday, I was on there a bunch because. I have a lot of birthday wishes for my family and everything. But that's, like, the only time I'll get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, just like you said, like, our generation is mostly, like, Instagram, maybe Snapchat, mm-hmm. things like that. But, like, I definitely agree with you on it. You have to know your target audience. Target, target audience and know who you're trying to target. And then you have to reverse from there. Like, okay, I know they use this. I know they use this app and go from there based on the data
1: yeah and then another thing another platform that you mentioned linkedin that's Mm -hmm. really good if you're b2b Mm. so you know if you're not business to consumer Mm. don't advertise on linkedin that doesn't make sense there's business owners and you know corporate people and high level people on linkedin so that's perfect if you have a b2b business you know where you're selling services or Products that helps with you know sale automation or something yeah. something like that you know along those lines so LinkedIn is perfect for advertising those kind of things and yeah. Facebook too but that just goes to show like different platforms different um, audiences. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: that's definitely true. Um, so, with you being into marketing um, and social media, is there any tips that you would give to entrepreneurs that are looking to start?
1: So paid versus organic right mm-hmm. now organic posting to grow your business is almost impossible because Facebook right now makes a lot of money off of paid ads. And so what what they did was they reduced your organic posts to like 1.6% of your following. Oh. So if you have 100 followers and you post something, you're only about two of them are actually likely going to see your posts. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And they do this because they're trying to push paid, paid ads. ads. Okay. And so ultimately the most effective way to market your business or your services is going to be paid ads because um, the thing about using paid ads is you can actually target specifically who your target audience is so like say for example you have like um, a credit repair business right you can actually go into the back end of Facebook where you create the ads and you target let's say people with bad credit are between like 35 and 45 right yeah. you can target that age range you can target um, let's say certain zip codes in the city maybe certain zip codes are kind of more like on you know I don't know on, yeah, yeah that area you can also target um, income range you can target interest so you can target people who are interested in financial health bad credit credit repair so you know that these people are already into the stuff that you're promoting so when you post your ads it's not going to show to you know 13-year-old little girls that are into makeup, it's going to show it to your age range and, you know, people that are into what you provide. So, it's really key. It's I think it's, like, the best way to promote your business right now because, you know, back in the day, business owners would spend time posting flyers and posters everywhere at the grocery store, you know, um, around town. But now, you can use social media. Everybody has a phone in their hand at all times and everybody has a social media account and so yeah. when you're able to you know spend like five ten dollars a day minimum to you know get exposure to like a thousand people that that may be possible leads but to they, your business yeah you know. then i i'd say why not you know like that sounds to me it sounds like the most efficient way to try drive traffic and drive um sales to your business okay. yeah
0: yeah. Now going into that, um, I know that you're saying that that's the best way to you know drive sales and drive people to your um, site. Um, would you speak on branding on what, um, like let's say maybe tips for someone looking to brand their company better? Um, what would you say for that as far as the social media platform?
1: I'd say I'd say my number one tip would be to just have a clear understanding and clear messaging because. Uh, you want to have a clear understanding of who your target audience is, number one. Because um, a lot of people, I find a lot of people, especially like e-commerce business, they want to advertise to everybody. They want to make everybody their audience. When in case, in reality, that's not it. Only a few companies have been able to do that. Like Amazon, they can advertise to everybody, right? right. But that's because they have everything, they have everything right? Yeah. But um, you want to make sure you know like what age range your company serves, want to know what they do for a living you want to know what problems they go through because then the number one way to sell is to sell on emotions and so when you know that these type these people have these certain problems then you're able to speak on these problems and offer the solution so making sure that you brand yourself as the solution provider mostly
0: it sounds like what you're saying is you have to rule number one is learn your target audience Learn them as much as you can, know the ins and outs of what they have to bring, and then you can move from there. Like the same way I do kind of my dad's business. Um, He sells men's suits and ties, dress clothes, and everything like that. And I run his social media and I do the marketing for him pretty much. And what I do is I target like local churches around the area, and I do like Church of God in Christ, Catholic, and I do like all those groups because in the Midwest, they're like, big on fashion like they make sure they dress up hey, good for church yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i hear it on the west coast and everything it's so different Like but wear I always, ripped
1: jeans to church <laughs> yeah like I've
0: seen, I've seen people do just t-shirts and like shorts and it's crazy because like me coming from there to here like my mom she used to make me always wear like a dress shirt and slash like, I'm like mom why do i have to dress up for church and she's like oh you have to look good going to church and it's just like a kind of thing that is understood like a generational thing but um yeah so i do that for my dad's company just because i know in that area mm-hmm. they do that so yeah kind of speaking on that same aspect it's like you know i know the consumer i know the things that they look for and then reversing from there is like going to target in those individual groups you know?
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: Alright, so uh, another question I wanted to ask for our listeners is, um, from my early age, what kind of geared you in this path, do you feel, to entrepreneurship, do you feel like uh, experiences from your childhood or anything helped lead you to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like I was born into being an entrepreneur, for sure, because uh, both of my parents are immigrants, uh, my mom works a typical corporate job nine to five and my dad has always been an entrepreneur. So as far as I remember, he's never worked a job. He's always owned his own job. So quick little backstory, my dad, he's from Egypt and he immigrated to America, um, things, everything like that. But what he wanted to do when he had me and my sister, he wanted to broaden our education and he wanted more for us than to learn in the American education system. And so I would spend like pretty much until high school or a little bit of middle school, I would spend six months out of the year in Egypt and then six months out of the year in the US. And what that did was I, I studied both, you know, African history and then also American history. And when I was living in Egypt with my father, he was a full-time dad. And how he was a lot, how he was able to do that was because he was an entrepreneur and he set up systems so that he didn't have to physically be where he was working to have money coming in to take care of me and my sister when he was being a full-time dad, full-time teacher. And, you know, we were also traveling a lot. So, you know, full-time traveler with his kids. And um, I thought that was really great. And, you know, sadly, my mom missed out on a lot of those memories because she worked her nine to five. And then um, eventually down the road, my parents divorced and me and my sister lived with my mom and having to transition from having a full-time dad and a full-time caretaker to a parent that's you know not there at all you know and not you know it's not her fault at all but just the fact that her job stripped her away from being there for us as kids it kind of shocked me because I had a parent that was there all the time taking care of me and it was so fun to a parent that you know I couldn't even pick me up from school sometimes yeah because of working and then that's when I was just like you know I definitely don't want to be this parent for my kid because the way when I experienced both lifestyles, a, a lifestyle of a, a parent that was an entrepreneur, and he, you know, he basically had the freedom to live any life he want. We could travel and all yeah. of those things. Versus, on yeah, when I had a parent like that, and then when I transitioned to having a parent who was a nine to five er, and you know, was you know Monday through Friday, and after work she's always tired and things like that. I just knew that that's not the life that I wanted to live in her shoes, and then also as A child it when I bring child children into this world I don't want them to experience that experience so it it was just having that experience of uh, a father who was an entrepreneur Uh. that made me realize like this is definitely what I want to do I want to own my own time my own money income flow and then you know location neutral that that was really important to me that's why I chose this industry because I can work on my company Anywhere in the world basically, yeah. it's location neutral.
0: Anywhere you want to, I mean basically on the go. Yeah. wherever you go, it's gonna be social media. I mean, yeah. Even in third world countries, they have social media. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can really do it everywhere on the go, okay. So it sounds like you're beginning to travel. Um, where are some places that you've traveled so far?
1: I've been to Egypt. Of course. been to Cambodia. Um, London, a couple times. Canada, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, Japan, when I was really, really young.
0: Okay. Where's one that's place you want to travel to?
1: I really want to go to Spain. Okay. I think Spain is really beautiful, or it seems very beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Spain and Greece. Spain and Greece, yeah.
0: Yeah. Those two places, I have a friend that's actually stationed in Spain tells me and shows me pictures all the time how Spain looks. yeah.
1: It's it so was, beautiful. Yeah, it really beautiful. Lots of nice architecture. That's like, definitely a place I want to visit. You know, mm-hmm. The culture there is amazing, too. Like mm-hmm. The
0: different foods and different industries that they have there, too, is amazing. All right, so after that, um, we can talk a little bit about your future business plans. On, so I know currently you have your marketing agency um, that is doing really well, but what are your future plans that you have for your company? Um, what paths are you looking on taking?
1: So I definitely want to work on growing my personal brand, um, branding myself as somebody who knows what they're talking about as far as um, social media marketing. And then eventually down the line, I've noticed that, um, you know, there's a ton of businesses that were missing out on helping because, you know, they can't afford to hire somebody like us or they can't afford the services on top of paying for the ads like smaller businesses like barbershop owners or nail techs or lash techs or things like that so i definitely feel like um down the line i definitely want to work on creating an info product or a course and help out those smaller business owners that want to run ads but don't necessarily know how and you know provide one-on-one help or consultation um things like e-commerce business owners, um, Mm -hmm. small business, small brick and mortar uh, business owners, and Mm -hmm. small entrepreneurs too. So definitely releasing a course on Facebook ads or Instagram ads so they can run the ads themselves. And growing my YouTube, growing my personal brand, those are just a couple of my future plans. But yeah, just main thing is just growing the personal brand right now.
0: Okay, so you you mentioned your YouTube, so you do YouTube as well. Um, What do you do on YouTube, John? So
1: on YouTube, I try to document my journey. I mean, I'm only a new entrepreneur. I've only been in entrepreneurship for five months actually, um, which is crazy. But uh, so I try to document my journey, how fast I got here, the, the, the type of mindset shifts I had to make um, because my whole world flipped when I became an entrepreneur, literally. My mindset changed, um, my routines changed, my habits changed, the type of wear- clothes I wear how I talk how I present myself and so I just try to document my journey for people who were in the space that I was you know seven eight months ago thinking about this lifestyle and how they can transition or how they can get into this lifestyle as well and you know just provide them any information I can as far as what I know with Facebook ads and Instagram ads and what I know with financial literacy um hurdles that i had to jump through mindsets that i had to shift and yeah. just just documenting my journey basically okay
0: yeah, yeah that's awesome let's take a minute because so one thing that was interesting when i didn't meet you is you're 21 years old and you own your own business like that's a big big achievement like yeah like we talked about that enough but like that's an awesome achievement and i know a lot of people are trying to get to the place that you're at um that's can you just like speak on that like how you made that shift so quickly and yeah. um kind of where you started after college you mentioned and mm-hmm. how you got to this place right here because 21 only your own business that's like probably one percent less than one percent of US.
1: <laughs> no it's actually a lot i actually got motivated by the 17 year old millionaires
0: <laughs> yeah well it's not I it right are, you know, right to 21 to <laughs> right in that age right so.
1: So I actually started my business when I was 20, and I turned 21 while being in this space. But during a summer, last summer, during college, I got a full-time offer for a job at a biology lab to work on the computer science side, so the computational side. And that was my first exposure to a corporate 9-to-5 job. So literally Monday to Friday, 9-to-5, I was clocking in, clocking out working at, you know, a desk in a cubicle. Which you
0: said you didn't want to do. <laughs> which
1: I didn't know. It was so horrible. It was so horrible. Like I had to work multiple jobs before then I even actually my first job was um a job at Microsoft when I was sixteen years old. I worked there for a year at an internship. So I was like I was exposed to corporate before. What
0: were you doing at Microsoft at sixteen?
1: I was a marketing and sales intern. Jeez. I know. Awesome. It was a part it was a program. It was okay. really good a super amazing opportunity. But oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So, um at this 9 to 5 job last summer, I was just drained. I'm I'm very like I'm the type of person, like, I want to help people. I I would definitely want to connect with people, talk to people, make connections, things like that. But having to sit in the cubicle and and I can't talk to anybody is so quiet. You can't even, your phone can't even be on vibrate because everybody will hear you. It's so quiet. And I can't, you know, peep, make a sound, breathe too hard. And I just hated it. Like, I, I went home tired even though I didn't talk to anybody. It's just because... It drained mentally, my energy. It
0: mentally drained. It was just like...
1: Yeah. And then they liked me a lot. So they actually extended my offer to stay longer. So then I decided, you know what? Let me miss a semester of college so that I can keep working at this company full ride. You know, they potentially could offer me, you know, to work there full-time after I graduate from college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just a couple more courses left in college. I had like three more classes I needed to take to graduate. Yeah. And so I was working at this job, nine to five and things like that. And then this realization came to me when i was working and i was like is this what people go to college for <laughs> they go yeah. to college to do this for 35 years or 40 years it's
0: in the cubicle.
1: yes and yeah. then you know gain that retirement money and then retire at like 65 75 yeah i was like is this what i'm gonna do until i'm 65 i was literally so scared i was like this can't be real
0: yeah like a realization moment yeah just, like, means
1: yes and then it brought yeah. back the memory of this is what my mom does mm-hmm. this is what my dad escaped this is what my dad hated this is mm-hmm. what my mom does and I was just so scared and so I quit my job mm-hmm. I didn't go back to college yeah. Yeah. and then I went on a two month vacation to just clear my head you know get in the right state of mind because I knew that I had to do something with my life it wasn't this And then during the two months, um, I was traveling and um, having the best time of my life. At the same time, it was like a self-reflection journey. And then I got into all of these other spaces and industries of entrepreneurship. I learned all the different types of business models that were location neutral, like dropshipping, e-commerce, you know, real estate. I learned a lot about finances and, you know, just how the 1% works, how there's rich people in America, poor people in America and things like that. And it just it was a super big like amazing journey for me yeah. and it just brought me back to okay i found the one business model that i really like because it combines all of the things that i like yeah. so this is what i'm gonna do and i stuck with it and i just kept growing it and growing it and growing it and i'm gonna keep continuing to grow it and so that's where i'm at now that's yeah. how that's where and then you know, I saw all these stories about other like, I'm a 19 year old dropout and now I have millions of dollars doing you know, e commerce and things like that. And yeah. so, I was like, okay, if they're 19, 20 years old, you know, 18 years old doing that, I can definitely do that. And wow, you know, yeah. exactly. And there was a lack of you know, women in a lot of these people. And so, I'm the type of person that's like, okay, well, if nobody wants that spot, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. And so, mm. a- among this, you know, these people that were. Um, self, self-made millionaires that were in the digital marketing space or e-commerce space, I was like, I'm going to take that spot because there's no female in this industry. Yeah, there
0: is a, you know, there's, there's Man, a of-
1: super male dominated. Yeah, okay. And so I was like, that spot, I'm going to take it. I Just give me a couple of months. Yeah. And so that's when I started sprinting. I started sprinting and you know, when I came back, I had, you know, I was like, I'm not going back to college because I don't want to do that. Yeah. And so I'm going to invest in myself in other ways and yeah, that's
0: how I got here. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, going back to speaking on the um females in the industry, um, have you ran into any like obstacles or anything being a female? I know like a young female had that, like run. Have you have you ran into any hurdles or anything with that? Like, things that you wish you would you could change or are you looking to change in the industry.
1: I think the number one hurdle is not only just being um, a female entrepreneur, but also being a female entrepreneur of color, you know, because, you know, both of my parents are brown and, you know, there's not a lot of like entrepreneurs of color that I see. And so a lot of us have to like assimilate and change our language, change the way we walk, change the way we talk, change the way we look. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of the times I felt like I was looked at differently or um spoken to differently and even yeah. the undertone was different because you know um one, I'm a young uh, I'm young I'm a woman and then yeah. I'm a woman of color and so a lot of people would try to judge and assume and you know just have like low-key comments or low-key uh statements that would just kind of make me feel uncomfortable and so mm. uh
0: well, it, actually let's talk about that for a second so like you said when you go speak with people of like different stature within the industry you feel like you have so when you go speaking to somebody do you feel like you have to kind of put on that um you know appealing to that type of person or like what would you say you do in those situations do you i
1: mean definitely definitely i definitely had to learn how to use um a professional voice That's something they don't teach you in school, but you have to. Because I grew up in a really rough neighborhood. I grew up in, you know, the south side of Seattle. And if you guys don't know where that is, kind of like not the best area, not a lot of people graduate from college type of town. And then not only that, I only spent six months in America. I spent six months out of every year, I was in in a different country speaking a different language. So not only do I have... A lot of slang integrated into my vocabulary but i also have a tiny bit of an accent when i speak especially with my family because yeah. you know we speak other languages and so having to understand that people when they hear me they put me in the other category because i already speak differently that i had to shift my language and i had to learn how to speak properly and eliminate certain words from my vocabulary when i speak to different people yeah. and then also add certain vocabulary to my language when I speak to different people, which was definitely a biggest shift. I never thought, you know, learning the SAT words in high school was yeah. gonna be important, yeah. but it really is.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I'm thinking about in that time and so space. Um, I'm a, like, so I'm a firm believer in like, speaking the tone to like my audience who I'm speaking to. So like, if I'm hanging out with my friends, you know, I'm gonna talk a certain way. Or if I'm in a business meeting, I'm going to talk. You know, I'm Code to, switching. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I had to I'm do. To yeah, so
0: you feel like you have to juggle a bunch of hats, mm-hmm. consistently because like, you, oh, in a business meeting, you're this person, in a business meeting, you're that person. But, I mean, I feel like that's a strong trait to have because that shows that you can adapt to your, basically, your audience, basically. So yeah. you can, you're very good at adapting to, you know, your target audience you're speaking with because I don't like for your post on instagram and everything you know you're talking to younger people or like business owners that are within the entrepreneur s- mindset, mindset. Yeah. so they're more open to like you using like certain words like slang words or like you know you don't have to be as uptight and professional whereas like you were just speaking you have to kind of like shift to a different sense great yeah. You.
1: yeah and then you know uh A lot of people say like with a personal brand or with entrepreneurship you have to so this is something that i noticed is like a lot of people especially bigger bigger entrepreneurs they say be yourself be authentic and then your audience is gonna like you for who you are right Mm -hmm. but i noticed that i for a while i was trying to switch and be somebody that i wasn't because i thought that the majority of who i wanted to serve was of this category because they spoke this way and so i wanted to speak like them but then yeah. i realized you know like i speak a certain way naturally and so yeah. certain words come out, come out of my na- mouth naturally yeah. like you know sometimes i find myself saying i'm going, i'm gonna do this versus yeah. like i'm going to do this yeah. right and so that's natural to me and so yeah. and now i'm still in that i'm still in that figuring out process of like who how am i how am I truly authentic but also professional at the same time? I don't know. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it well, out. Well, I feel like that
0: makes you who you are at the same time. Like, I, there's things, you know, there's professionalism and there's not professional and there's, you know, as long as you're being professional in your sense, I feel like, you know, you're good that way because yeah. you're the face of the people of color like you were saying, the women and the people of color and the younger minority that is like looking up to you and seeing you be you in this space kinda lets them know like hey I could get there or I could be that person. Like Mm -hmm. you know, you're not a textbook entrepreneur or like trust fund baby. Yeah, you're not a trust fund baby, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that makes you unique in like in your own way. So I feel like that definitely is even an advantage, like going to other people and meeting with other people, they're like, oh, this person to know this and to have that background, that definitely I feel like that helps create yourself. Yeah.
1: i definitely see that in the entrepreneurship space because i follow a lot of you know bigger entrepreneurs and things like that and just even medium-sized entrepreneurs and you know public figures and i just noticed that there's a lack of of a person that represents the minority group of like my at least like the millennial minority group of either beginner entrepreneurs or you know people that want to be the entrepreneurs process. yeah like in the, process, yeah. in the process or like startup entrepreneurs that don't really know where they're going because they don't know who to talk to because somebody that came from the struggle can't talk to a trust fund baby and expect them to understand where yeah, they're coming no. from they
0: never would.
1: Yeah. and so that's who i claim that's who i aim to be like yeah. it in my life like as i progress in my business and my journey in entrepreneurship like later down the line i definitely want to be that person like eventually like you know be like a mentor or like a coach to people who are where i was a year ago like definitely like don't doesn't know anything about starting a business taxes anything like that because my parents didn't have that knowledge to pass down to me i had to get that myself yeah. and um i definitely had to pay trust fund babies to teach me but yeah. I definitely want to pass that knowledge down to other people you know, who, sort of like. yeah, and who are, where I was at because I know exactly step-by-step step what they're thinking because I was at that point. And yeah. so, okay. yeah.
0: Awesome. So you did mention that you did like little things to help build yourself. Um, what type of things did you do to learn those knowledges like taxes and early entrepreneurship, um, just business in general, like, did you? Or or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: the first thing I had to do was take a self audit. Mm-hmm. I had to look at who I was friends with, what I was doing in my free time, what kind of books were I was I reading, what kind of people did I follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. and. Who, are the, who do these people represent? Mm-hmm. And then I realized this is not the lifestyle that I want at all. These friends that I had at that time, mm-hmm. these friends were doing nothing but just passing time, living day by day. That's yeah. not the, anything that I want. Yeah. And so when I took a self, uh, self inventory of what I had and what I was doing, I just deleted, literally deleted everything that I didn't like, unfollowed all of the people that didn't you know provide me any good, mm-hmm. unfriended a lot of toxic people, unfriended a lot of people who weren't bringing me forward in life. Um, deleted a lot of things like certain music I was listening to that was, you know, just kind of really negative and not, you know, in any way uh, helping me, me, helping helping me. Yeah, Yeah, and so then, and then once I deleted all of those things, I had room for improvement. And that's when I started reading books that, w- that i knew was going to help me and push me to that space to that lifestyle that i wanted and push me to the knowledge that i acquired the the knowledge that i wanted mm-hmm. and then you know i was youtubing a bunch of stuff and then i just got familiar with who's good in the space who's there's a lot of fake people fake gurus so I got familiar yeah. with who's fake and who's, who's authentic yeah. yeah
0: there's a lot of that
1: then i bought courses i invested i paid thousands of dollars into courses i got mentors business mentors i w- i was involved with a lot in a lot of facebook groups of like-minded people and then i started going to networking events where i met like-minded people mm-hmm. and then now because I got rid of a lot of friends and a lot of people in my life that weren't helping me, I had a lot of space and a lot of room for people who can help me and push me forward and who are doing better than me, who can actually pull me forward. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I started to seek people to follow on Instagram that were helpful. Yeah. I started to seek mentors. I started to seek um, friends that were actually good for me and people yeah. Who lost it. And so it it was just all a spiral and I did that so fast and that's why I feel like I achieved success so fast because I was so serious about this. I was so serious about doing a 360 or a 180, 180 yeah. doing a 180 on my life because I did not like where I was, you know, just like partying and having fun on my free time and instead of actually doing to use yeah it
0: something that you want to run so, yeah so i definitely agree i agree i'm a firm believer on friends that you have you're only going to be as successful as your friend group like because the people you hang around they dictate like kind of like your daily action like you were saying if you're surrounded by people that do nothing but you know party and do all that on the weekend or whenever that's going to be your mindset and you're never going to like you know you being especially knowing that you want to surpass that is different but if you're surrounded by that all the time like there's a saying that if you hang around a bunch of broke people and you have money you're going to be the next broke person exactly because that's all you're around is that and i definitely do believe in like that audit in yourself and knowing who you're around and knowing what you're consuming and listening to that has a big role on like your level of success
1: yeah exactly because now the people in my life where like all of the friends in my life were accountability partners. You know, yeah. are you reaching your goals today? Yeah. Are you waking up at six AM today? Did you go work out today? Did you, mm-hmm. you know, read that book today? Like we're helping each other. We're making sure that we're doing what we need to do. It's not like, hey, do you want to go out today even though it's a Wednesday night? Yeah. It's probably a bad idea. Yeah. No, we don't have those conversations. Bad idea.
0: Yeah. You know, like bad
1: we text each other like, Hey, what are you doing? Texting me and calling me, go work on your business. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like having good people now. So that's great.
0: That's definitely a big key, I feel like. Yeah. Business. So yeah, we talked about a lot. Um is there any other things that you would like to get out before we finish up?
1: Um I think the one thing that I want to get out there for I think me right now I have two different audiences and so I'd like to speak to both of those audiences. Number one, if you're a business owner, you have a brick and mortar location or you're an entrepreneur, like a real estate agent or anything like that, and you think you know social media can't work for you, it definitely can. Marketing is the way and Social media is the vehicle. And so, you know, if you have a business or you want to learn more about how you can market for yourself, definitely reach out to me. Um, I do offer free 30-minute strategy calls where we can just figure out, like, um, what kind of approach would work for you. And then if you'd like to work with us, then we can definitely do that. If not, that's totally fine. No harm taken. And then to my second um, audience, which is, you know, the young millennial entrepreneur or somebody who wants to go into entrepreneurship i'd say right now look at where you are at in life and then look at where you want to be i think the biggest um the biggest thing that i had to realize for me to be where i'm at now and for me to continue to keep growing is that what you see on tv is not fake you know um like you follow all of these influencers on instagram and you think that these people live fake lives and these people... You could never be these people. It's just a mindset. Once you shift your mindset to think, I can be an influencer or I can be a business owner or I can be a millionaire or I can have these things that all these people on social media have, you start to move as if you have these things already and then your actions will follow because you know, somebody who is an Instagram influencer doesn't dress like a, a hobo because yeah. they have an, a, an image to upkeep. And so yeah. once, you, once you believe that you yourself can also become an influencer you start dressing a certain different way, you talk a different way, you network a different way and your your mindset just makes changes you as a whole. So once you you know do a self audit and figure out that where you're at now is not where you want to be figure out exactly what you want in life and figure out where you want to be and just you know write it all down and then start thinking as if you're already that person because once you start thinking about it a lot and a lot you start moving different and your actions are start to change and then this life that you slowly want just comes closer and closer to you and it becomes you know more real than just a fantasy and so i just want to leave with that
0: Awesome. That was great too to see there. Um, Do you want to give them just your Instagram, YouTube, social media?
1: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Aisha.mo. So that's A-I-S-H-A-H dot M-O on Instagram. And on YouTube, it's just Aisha Mo. So um, Aisha, A-I-S-H-A-H. And then it's just M, I think. So just Aisha M. And, yeah, and you can also add me on LinkedIn, Facebook, all those other things. <laughs>
0: all right, cool. I'll tag those below on the post anyways to give me that. Well, I want to say thank you for doing this shoot. Thanks for coming out. And I definitely enjoy having you. I know the listeners will get a lot of value out of this episode and appreciate everything.
1: Yeah, thank you. Had a lot of fun.
0: Hey, podcast listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Worldwide Webcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed everything with Aisha and follow her on her social media platforms that will be linked below. Thank you so much for the continuous support, uh, the likes, the shares, the comments. Uh, It means so much to me. And if you all could continue sending out the content, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day.